Hello and welcome to The Trials, the system playtest actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael and this is The Trial of Neon Sanctum, episode number one, Making Things Worse. Neon Sanctum is a, at this very moment, kickstartering game by uh, Grenade Punch Studios, which is based in the UK. The lead designer is Adam Waite, and he ran a group of our players with some special guest voices through a playtest of his game. And that is what you were about to listen to. Now, episode zero came out yesterday, and that was pretty much a rules review. They just kind of went over the, the way the system works. It is a card-based RPG. Uh, and then this episode, the actual gameplay begins. So as players, we have the Caleb G, uh, my normal co-host, so you should know his voice pretty well. We also have Matthew Parody, who is a very regular voice on our shows, particularly with our Secrets, Lies, and the Undead actual play, as well as many of our other The Trial games. And then we have two brand new voices to the show. Uh, the first is John. Uh, he is at Renaku on Twitter. And he is also one third of the hosts of the Transformation Sequence podcast, which is a fairly new podcast about anime. And then we also have Kevin Smith, who is known as Shardim on Twitter. And he also runs a blog called Melvin Smith's Geekery. There will be links in the show notes to all of that. And then, of course, also to Neon Sanctum's Kickstarter, which again is at this moment going on. At last I checked, it was about halfway through its funding goal at about halfway through its campaign period. So it looks like it probably will fund, but it could certainly use a little help. So uh, keep that in mind and listen in and hopefully you will enjoy this first episode of The Trial of Neon Sanctum. And that is episode one, Making Things Worse. This is Caleb here from the RPG Academy. I do have some other fine gentlemen in the recording loft with me today. I'm Matthew. What's up, Internet World? Hi, I'm Kevin Smith. Uh, you might know me as SharnDM on Twitter or from my blog, Melvin Smith's Geekery. Hi, everybody. My name is John. I'm at Renaku on Twitter, and I am part of the Transformation Sequence podcast, where we review anime. Hello, uh, I'm Adam Waite. I'm the main creator of Neon Sanctum. It's pretty much my baby. It's been a passion project of mine for quite some time. Yeah, and I'm super looking forward to taking you guys through it and, and ex letting you know what the world's like and seeing what you think of the game. Well then, before we even go any further, why don't we actually figure out who we're playing so we know what the hell we're doing? Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, so we looks like we have four characters... Uh, Deanna Zell, Kogarth Lineback, Jason Akiko, and Danny... Cario. Cario, sure. Uh, I can quickly go through um, like a very quick thing on each of those. So Diana is basically a team leader kind of thing. She's very much about social and... You know, she's like a SWAT team leader, effectively. That's what, what the idea behind her is. Kogarth is... Uh, the troll, so he uses the mutant card, so obviously he's a little bit different there. We've made him a fairly stereotypical idea of a troll in that, you know, he's very difficult to hurt. He's also a mechanic, 
So he's he's good at fixing things if things break. So he's kind of support tank character. Jason Akiko is uh, a hacker and science guy. And Danny Akario, Akario is a thief who is famous for using chemistry to his advantage. So I think he was known as the Thermite Kid or something like that. Thermite Thief. Thermite Thief, that's the one. Just, just got it up. I'm looking at him right now and that's who I want to play. Because he's got a sniper rifle. So in. <laughs> okay, so John's made his first call. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, can I go first? I want to pick this guy because he's got a sniper <laughs> rifle and he's so cool looking. Kevin, do you have a preference of who you want to go with? I usually like being a face person, so I could do Diana. Or I could... I'm not very good at hacker types, so it'd either be Korgoth or, or Diana. Of course, if anyone wants to change gender names, blah, 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 whatever. Go mad. Go crazy. Sweet. So we can just customize this character, like name, race, or not race, um, just name yeah. and gender, right? Cool. I'll go with Diana then. All right. Uh, Matt, do you want to be the uh, troll or do you want to be the hacker? I mean, I'm better at being a troll than a hacker. So <laughs> I'll go with that. All righty. Bringing Ravage back out of the case. Uh, yeah, exactly. So then I will be Jason Akiko. So your employers, Pompeii Science, have recently discovered an energy signal uh, coming from a nearby junk town that's uh, only a couple of hundred miles away from uh, from Neon City. This is, of course, of great importance to, to not only Pompeii Science, but probably every corporation in Neon City. Uh, so as the tactical... Uh, asset retrieval team you guys have been given the job to to go out to that area and uh, investigate what the strange energy readings are and if there's something ancient and valuable definitely bring it back you have a uh, orders that if you can't bring it back and discover what it is they would rather you destroy the item than allow it to fall into the hands of one of your competitors the area that the energy signal is coming from is from a junk town that is near a place called the Collapsing Meadows where during the war the uh, AI robots used lots of tunnelling and uh, burrowing robots and completely ruined the area underneath the city. So most of the city has sunk down into basically a huge sinkhole. So it's And the area around it is just full of sinkholes and and loosely held together ground so instead of you normally taking you know a drop ship out there or 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 a van or that sort of thing you guys are going in by a prototype drop pod something you guys have never done before because it's something no one's ever done before you are the guinea pigs so if we all die it's going to be a great story <laughs> You guys have been strapped into your drop pod, and actually that's where you were during your uh, your tutorial VR simulation. So as the uh, final sniper round is fired off, you uh, your world fades away, and you realise that you're actually in the drop pod. So you're in four alcoves, a kind of cross, so two of you are facing each other at all times, and you're currently somewhere in the sky outside of Neon City in the Wastelands. And the pilot comes on the radio. He says, uh, Okay, guys, uh, 
rendezvousing here at the uh, coordinates. We're going to drop you off any second now, so good luck. And with that, you feel a, a sudden lurch from underneath you as the pod drops. And you think begins to spin, which you're pretty sure is something it's not supposed to do. And your stomachs turn, and there's a feeling of weightlessness. And uh, you wonder whether you're just going to die instantly. Fortunately, the drop pod seems to uh, straighten itself out, and a whine begins to build up at the bottom of the pod. And this goes on for longer you'd like. It even seems to hurt your teeth as the whine burrows into your into your brain. And uh, a uh, robotic lady voice comes online and says, Please prepare for BANG! As your drop pod hits the ground. Impact, she finishes. Everything goes a little woozy and dark. And you pretty much all uh, all black out for a second. As you all come to, you realise that the uh, the harnesses you you were in have been released. And uh, all you can hear is the same robotic voice saying, Please retrieve your equipment and exit the pod. Please retrieve your equipment and exit the pod. So, you are uh, you are on the ground in the pod, probably stunned, but but not injured. What would you like to do? Ooh, can I go first? I want to hold my fist out for a fist bump because I shot that guy so well. <laughs> and I want to say, go team. Uh, Jason's too busy puking from nausea from the drop right now to do much of anything. Uh, I'll definitely puke on your shoes, though. Oh, dude, these are new. You see me bottom. Diana steps out of her pod and just kind of casually fist bumps Jason and then puts her finger to her ear. Pompeii! Pompeii, can you hear me? Currently, uh, you're not getting anything through the communications. You're just getting the, uh, the white noise that often comes with being in the wastes. No, uh, no communications available at this time. By the wastes. Of course we wouldn't be able to speak with anyone. Is everybody okay? Uh, just peachy, boss. Besides his puking and my shoes, I'm a-okay. I think I can fix this. <laughs> <laughs> I think these pods were meant to be a one-time use, Korga. Okay. Jason, as you finish puking, uh, you remember that within with your equipment you have a um, you have a tablet, and Pompeii Science has graciously uploaded a special app on your program that uses the tablet to uh, help determine the direction of the energy source. Ugh, all right, hold on. Ugh, I need some gum. Do we have any gum? Ugh. I hand him a stick of gum. Thanks, buddy. Uh, gotcha. So yeah, I I will grab my backpack and fish out my tablet, uh, key it up there, and see what it tells me. Um, it comes online with all the fun, fancy, snazzy graphics of a corporate app, and um, basically it points you towards the south. Out, you know, as soon as you get outside the pod, you were. It says you've got probably two, three miles, which is further to walk than you were expecting. You're thinking the pod didn't land exactly where uh, where you expected it to. 
Ugh. All right, boss. I got a heading for us, but uh, bad news. We are a couple miles away. I guess that dropship tech shit didn't work right. I think the good news is we're still alive. Oh, well. None of us are too unfamiliar with walking. I suppose we ought to take up the order. Kogarth, you want to take front? Of course. I got these little things growing out of me and it deters bullets, so let's do it. Well then, let's head out. Okay, so you open the pod door and light streams in. The area around you is is still part of the junk town, but it's it's further outside from the centre than, than you're expecting. And it, it's filled with, you know, large concrete buildings, mostly covered now in, in growing plants. And everything is ruined and rubbled and, and half destroyed. Various animal life kind of scutters away as you, you stomp out of the pod and out of the small crater that it created around it. And uh, you start heading south. As you are going along, walking past various ancient artifacts like stop signs and uh, and, and storefronts, I'd like uh, someone, people to make an awareness check, please. So that's a survival awareness card. I think Diana's probably the one who has the card. I have a combat wary card and a lookout card. I just imagine lookout would be the one. Yeah. Other people can make a check if they like. So, so Danny has survival cards, so you'd be rolling mm-hmm. just 2d10 with no bonus, and everyone else can do it with a minus 2. I think I'll let the leader do it. So that'll just be a straight-up roll, then? I guess according to whatever number you set that you keep private. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this case. Most of the time I'll tell you, but in this case, yeah, it's private. Alright, I ended up rolling a 12. Okay. And did you, sorry, did you play Lookout? I did, so that would add a plus one. Yes, so that's a 13 total? Correct. So, you have become aware that perhaps your loud, explosive entrance hasn't gone unnoticed by some of the more dangerous wildlife in the area. And you think you spot what are known as ogres, which are basically giant gorillas with silvery white fur famous for their uh, terrible hard nails, their clawing nails, and uh, the ability to rip parts off Junktown buildings and throw them at people. They're extremely territorial. And uh, you think from the rustling around the uh, the edges of kind of the road you're going down, that a couple have uh, decided to investigate what's going on with your drop pod. Okay. I'm going to flash up a hand signal that everyone would kind of recognize. Uh, Jason is totally paying attention to his tablet, walking behind, walking behind Danny. So he's totally mm-hmm. just gonna walk right into Danny's back and bump him to him. Like, what, what the hell, man? I'm gonna put my hand over his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll proceed with more caution then. Uh, or yeah. do we actually spot these creatures? You spot one. Uh, crawling alongside the top of some ruined buildings to your left and um, slightly behind those in a in a bunch of overgrowth uh, you think is probably its mate who's hanging behind to see what the first one is seeing. So the first one's probably poke, you know, clambering on some walls, poking 
poking its head over the top to see what's going on with you guys. I'm going to give the nod to Danny. Mm -hmm. Let him take a crack shot with the snipe. Cool. Is there, like, out-of-combat combat? Yeah, so... Say, if, like, a sneak round? Um, if we can either start combat, or if you like, you can just use um, a combat shooting card as an out-of-combat out of mm -hmm. uh, roll. So, like, if I want to use wounding shot. Basically, give me an out-of-combat roll, and uh, I'll let you know what happens, effectively. Okay. So I got a 3 and a 5 for a nine, or 8. Okay. So not very good. <laughs> so you fire what appears to be a warning shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm meant to do. Over the head. This is where we are! The ogre who, um, <laughs> yep. who scampers away and for a minute or two you, you can't see them and you're not sure whether they've retreated or whether they've just uh, taken cover for a, before they come back for you. Do you want to proceed onwards, or hold up, or uh, refer to the boss? Kogarth, what's your intuition telling you? You think those things are uh, coming back? I mean, probably not. But we should keep our eyes on them and keep going. Alright, let's proceed with caution. Okay. So we'll move on. Can I keep lookout activated, or is that only an in-combat thing? That's only an in-combat thing, but seeing as you've decided to keep your eyes open, I'm, I'm happy as DM to be saying that, uh, you know, you're, you're performing that action whilst you're going along. So, after, say, another ten minutes walking, you, you start to see behind you the, the, the rustling you thought you saw before from, from more overgrowth. So you think perhaps they're following you. They haven't done anything aggressive yet. Is there any alternate ways we can go? Like, are we just heading straight? So at the moment you're headed, can... yeah, direct, directly south, direct. I'd say, not east, uh, <laughs> towards, towards the signature. Well, does the tablet I have give us a... A detailed map. map of the area, or is it simply go this direction? It's um, just this direction, unfortunately. The uh, yeah, the junk towns, being what they are, uh, aren't aren't exactly mapped. Well, they were, but they're not anymore. I'll I'll tell everybody. Uh, we can keep going that way. I don't know another way to get there. Let's just keep eyes on behind us. Make sure these things don't ambush us at all. Is the uh, orders uh, in place by um, Pompeii to kill these ogres on sight, or are they just like ruffians that we should always be on the lookout for? I think they no they normally leave that up to the team's digression. Really, they they t normally, if you come across ogres, they're territorial, so so they'll start a fight. Um, but I think your warning shot was enough to to frighten them off for now. <laughs> but they they're not known for. For, for being gentle. However, you know, there there aren't loads of reports on how to deal with them. There's 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 not been a lot of uh, kind of documentaries or anything going on. May want to take an alternate way around their territory. If they're going to follow us. Like, till we leave. 
does the GPS I have just show me a ping that I'm going towards, or does it give me a direction if I happen to go off the path a little bit? It would, uh, I think it would give you direction. You'd be, you'd be fine to go off the path a bit. Okay. Well, yeah, if, if we, if we take a turn, I'll at least be able to see on the map where we're supposed to turn back towards. It's not exactly a path to follow, but we'll know we're going in the right direction. Yes, you'll always know what direction you should be going. Gotcha. So yeah, we can we can try to leave a little bit or try to take a different direction for temporary to see if we can shake them off our trail. Yeah, and then we'll go back to the regular path. Okay. Sound good? Uh, does anyone else want to do anything uh, to help throw them off your, t- your trail? Mm-hmm. That might be code for there's a card that might help. I have Smoke Cloud. So yeah, you've got chemistry skills that you could potentially try mm-hmm. and use if you like, or you don't have to do anything of this. But I know you know you're just learning your cards and stuff. So, I mean, I was thinking that a smoke cloud would be drawing them towards us. Like here we are, even though it's like supposed to detract from sight. Okay. So I, I don't think I would use it. So you guys are just taking point. a different route. Yes. Okay. I'm going to roll some dice. Uh, give me a second. Okay. Your intuitive map reading skills go very well. And you, you manage to find a few old uh, old world alleys and uh, side roads. And after after probably another five, ten minutes, you know, in the wrong direction, you think you've managed to, uh, to shrug them off. And you uh, eventually come to a large complex which you think the energy reading is coming from within. So this is a new scene, so if anyone has spent a card, they can grab a card back. So you find yourselves outside a a, a low, slightly domed structure, and it's kind of all black. And some of you may have seen that um you think from what we know of the ancient world that the entire outside of this dome may have actually once been a screen. And, you know, various adverts and things would have popped up on it. And uh, it's all this black glassite material. And it's very difficult to see where, where you'd go in. But, after a little bit of searching, you see that there was a, a side door that's been pr- propped ajar. Which, uh, otherwise, you'd been very difficult to find how to get in. So there is a side door there. The area around it does seem to have been recently moved. So the door has been propped ajar, and there's been movement recently. I'm going to go ahead and roll like an awareness roll on that to see if I can pick up any... Yep, sure. Make a check. Alright, I rolled a 12. Okay. As you're looking around the area, you hear a slight electrical noise, kind of like a, a small motor going off, and it brings you to the attention of a small, really small, like, spy camera. And someone has placed a camera in some over-the-growth, looking towards the door. And on the side of the camera is the symbol of a uh, of a rival group from the Janus Corporation, which you have come up against previously. So you think this has been placed here pretty recently. Ah, wastes. We've got some other folks on this 
Looks like Janus might already be inside. Can I try to hack the camera and get some information from it, or absolutely, maybe? So okay. if you want to, so for that you'll need a tablet, uh, but you have one, uh, and I you do. can use a hacking card. I have an engineering hacking card in my hand. Yep. So you can play that and add its level to your dice roll. Okay. All right. So I have uh, an eighteen on the dice wow. and a uh, a That's one uh, level of the engineering hacking card. So it's a nineteen total. Okay. Uh, you have this. You have definitely hacked it with a roll like that. You are. You are into the system that controls that camera, so you can do anything you want with that camera. Uh, you also know that that camera's feed is being sent to a tablet somewhere within inside that facility. And as as you said before, it's owned by Janus. And it's been running for maybe a couple of hours. If you have any other questions, shoot them. I was just trying to cover as many bases as possible. Um, I will... Uh, as soon as I'm successful, I will motion over to Diana and say, Hey, boss, I got into the system. Uh, looks like it's only been up for a couple hours, but I got full access. Maybe you can route it to your tablet. We can keep eyes on in case anyone comes in behind us. It's safe to say they've probably already seen us, though. Is there another camera at the other end of this feed that I could try to look through? Yeah, okay. You see... So you're basically, if this was an iPad, you're accessing the camera that would be uh, uh, on the tablet the or iPad. The face cam. And uh, you hear what sounds like engineering works in the background. And someone going, Come on, get that thing started! I don't care if you break it, we just need to get that thing started! Jesus! Uh, and... You can see that it's kind of like a small metallic room. Kind of like a bank vault type deal? No. <laughs> More like a small metallic room. Come on, John. You don't understand what a small metallic room is? <laughs> Everybody knows. <laughs> Everybody knows. All right. So I will um, I will get any footage that I can uh, and keep it running. Um, is there all? Would it be too much for me to ask if I can also shut down the exterior camera so they don't see us coming in no i think that's fine then i do that as well okay i look back at the troop i say i i shut down the camera on this end they won't see us coming but they're working on something hard in there if we're gonna take it from them we better move good looking out let's move so as you enter the building it looks like a kind of foyer area perhaps for like uh either a, a theater or perhaps even larger than, like, somewhere that people obviously check in and they go on to somewhere else to do something else. Um, a lot of the area has been crushed in and there's rubble everywhere. But as you go in on your right-hand side, you do see there's a corridor. And on the inside, there are thin strips of this continued black glass, uh, which at this, on in the corridor, is, is glowing red. It's kind of, it looks like it's on emergency power or on that sort of thing. Well, I say we just move ahead slowly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't make too much noise. As you move ahead, you notice that the, the there are security cameras down the corridor. Don't know if there's something you want to do about those. Well, I 
I used the hacking card last, so that's in my cooldown right now. Uh, yes, still is for now. Okay. Well, I can make another attempt, but I wouldn't have the bonus. It would just be a raw 2d10 roll. Do you have another engineering card? Don't uh, do you? No, I'm down to medical, combat, and science. So, you would normally take a minus two on that roll. Okay. Well, I'm a computer genius. I'm still going to give it a try. See what happens. Sure. Uh, okay, so I got a total of eight, but there's also a one on the dice. Okay. So, you now have a willpower point. So, your total roll was um, eight? Eight, yeah. So, mm -hmm. that goes down to a six. So, you are unable to hack that camera. You haven't oh. seen it move, so you don't know if it's still active. So, whether it was part of the ancient setup, and whether anyone has accessed it, or whether it's active now. I will tell everyone that I totally hacked it, and it's totally cool. <sighs> okay. So, are you guys are just moving down the corridor? Yes. Uh, yeah. If he's hacked it, and he told us we ha he's hacked it, I'm just going <laughs> to keep walking. We're good, guys. I'm awesome. I give him a thumbs up. Okay. So you move on down the corridor, and we move into a new scene. So you can take your cards back. Cool. Uh, as you go past the uh, camera, you think you saw it move, but you guys probably think that's fine because it's been hacked. <laughs> of course. You take a couple of turns, and then, in the middle of the corridor, you both smell and see a, a lot of blood. Uh, fresh blood. And in the middle of the corridor is, is, is a guy who looks to be still alive, but has been riddled with bullets. Any noticeable uniform? He is wearing a uniform. Uh, you would have to get closer to uh, to identify it. Is anyone approaching him? Um, I will, I'll look to Diana real quick. Uh, I am a, a trained, trained in medicine pretty well, so I'll get her clearance to run over there and help him out. Okay, I'll give him the nod, and then I'll kind of move forward with him and keep my gun trained uh, down the corridor to see if anybody else kind of pops around while we're looking at this guy. I'm going to look back the way we came and, like, keep a gun up. As you guys move towards him, you notice there's another body. Uh, a few feet away around a corner and that one is definitely not moving so as you approach the guy he's he's obviously unconscious at the moment but but breathing so if you'd like to try and stabilize him you can with a medical first aid check you're looking for an 11 on this roll okay so i i would i have control bleeding as one of my cards yep uh and it says it requires a first aid kit which i have so we're doing this out of combat, so you, you just need... So you will need... Sorry, you will need a first aid kit, but you just add that two to the dice roll if you want to use that card. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm definitely doing that. Uh, okay, so I have a six on the dice, plus two from the card only gives me an eight. Okay. Stabilize him slightly, but not enough to, to wake him up. Uh, if you wanted to, you could you could have another go and see whether... Further work will uh, help to bring him round. Um, yeah, well, I, I have other first aid cards, so I can use another one? Yeah, you can. Okay, I'll use another one at level 2. So, rolling again here. There we go. Total of 17. Okay. So. Oh, the blood goes inside the body. 
I got it, guys. I got it. Cute, Jason. Is he going to be okay? Oh, yeah. I'm. That's easy. I got a toolkit if we need it. <laughs> <laughs> he comes around and says, Who are you guys? What? Who are you? What happened? We'd rather know who you are. He points to, or he opens his jacket to show uh, the symbol of Jupiter Corp. And Jupiter Corp are one of the biggest corporations in the world. And um, he explained, I, I was here to investigate an energy signal, but we came across some drones and there was a guy on the radio. Have you spoken to a guy on the radio? He's a real asshole. <laughs> but he set up these drones and we were, you know, we, we tried to get past them by attaching a command node. My friend, have you seen my friend? The dead guy over there, you mean? I mean, what? Oops. Oh. Um, no. <laughs> Insensitive. Well, we were trying to attach, like, a thing to the drones to take them over, and we got it done, but then they just started shooting. And some guy was laughing over the radio. It was really awful. But you guys are going to, like, take me back now, right? Maybe. She's in charge. That depends if we have time. I'm afraid you work for Jupiter Corp, not Pompeii. Right now, you're none of our concern. But I, I could be useful. Probably. Useful how? You... Does he have any weapons or uh, or items on him that I can see? <laughs> um, he has a pistol. Hey, he's got a pistol. He can use that, right? Yeah, look, see? I can use a pistol. I can help. How how well did he get bandaged up? Like, he's still probably real hurt. Yeah, he probably so. can't walk, to be honest. He probably like, can't walk. He would have to be carried. I'm gonna walk over and grab his pistol. Okay. I'm gonna spin it on my finger. I'm like, it's mine now. Not a lot you can do about that. Look, friend, this line of work is a bit dangerous, so if we can grab you on our way out, we will. If not, well, you understand how these things go. I understand. If you... Look, the other guy, he had he had a node. It should help you with the drones. Check the other guy. I'll go immediately lo start looking for that. That's my wheelhouse. That's your, your nerd stuff. So underneath the, uh, the dead guy's body is a... is a tablet that has been shot all all up like it's absolutely destroyed however plugged in the side of it is like a is is a dongle <laughs> a dongle that would fit perfectly into your machine and seems to have not been damaged at all uh and as a tech guy you recognize this as a command uh, like interface which might allow you to take control of a take a certain amount of control over drones in the nearby area uh i'll grab that and boot it up Okay. In the next room, there are several drones effectively set to patrol and eliminate anyone who enters the room. Do I know th I know this as soon as I pop it in there? Yeah. Oof. And I, I'm assuming I recognize the drones as being pretty deadly, right? 
Um, so there's three attack drones, and they come with, they are, you know, they're armed with several guns, and there is a command drone and a support drone. Those aren't quite as deadly, but working together, that group could be, would be a fair fight. Oof. Uh, I look back to the group. Hey, boss. Uh, we got a lot of drone action in the next room. What sort of control do you have over them with that? Uh, well, I know they're there right now. I could fool around a little bit and see if I could uh, take them out or maybe reprogram them. I think that's what they were trying to do. Isn't that right? I turned to the guy sitting against the wall. Yeah, we we had a like a self-destruct program that would just have got rid of them. Well, obviously they weren't as good as me. Give me a minute. Mm-hmm. While he's doing that, I'm going to throw, like, a meal bar to the guy sitting on the ground. Hey, thanks. He struggles to open it, and it's covered <laughs> in blood. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, and takes a tiny bite, and it just looks like so much effort even to just chew. But it's also the only thing he can do in the world. So he's determined <laughs> to do it. <sighs> this guy. This will help, right? This will keep me going. Mm-hmm. You just hang in there, buddy. Okay, so can I attempt to access that self-destruct program that they had? So there's, the self-destruct program was on their tablet, but you can try and uh, use your hacking skills to do do uh, what kind of whatever you want to try and do with the mm-hmm. drones. You have an interface with them, so you can, from here, interact with them via that skill, effectively. So they're they're in the next room. Is there another mm-hmm. door out of the room, away from us? So there's two doors in that room, and you need to go through that room to get where you need to get. Gotcha. I want to try to power them off. Okay. Uh, so I have uh, I do have an engineering hacking card. Sure. It's only level one, but I'll give it a try. Yep. <laughs> You roll really Are you well. rolling real bad? Uh, yeah, that's a five total. Okay, <laughs> but I do, but I did get a one on one of the dice. Okay, so you, you now have two willpower points. Yay! <laughs> and you did not shut them off at at all. In fact, they may now know <laughs> Just where made you them are. angry. And as a group, you probably start to hear more of a kind of uh the hum you get with floating drones. They're, uh, that, um, yeah, I can't shut them off. That didn't work. Sorry. Whoops. Uh, as that happens, or a few seconds after, your radios kick in, and, uh, someone's like, Oh, it's you guys. I was waiting for when Pompey would turn up. Could you, like, for once, just not follow me around? That would be really cool. I see you found my friends. They're probably dead. But, good news, I got really good footage, and when I get home, I'm going to upload it and get so many views. Anyway, robot's going to kill you now, so if you could be just as entertaining in death, that would be awesome. Bye! Do we recognize that voice? You recognize that voice as someone you've run into before uh, as part of the Janus group the head of their tactical asset retrieval team. Hey, it's that one asshole. 
Hopefully we can take that junker out today. As a, as a sidebar, if we're the tactical asset retrieval team, are we tart? Yes. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have that, like, on our, our armor? Or, like, what we're wearing? We have tart? If you like, definitely. <laughs> That's what I had. It's on my shoulder. It's tart. <laughs> Sorry, I had, I had a sidebar. Okay. No worries. Let's ready ourselves for these drones. Jason, I'm afraid you were probably unable to shut them down. Am I right? Oh, yeah, they are. Uh, they're totally super duper crazy advanced. I couldn't even touch them. Okay, cool. Um, we're going to a combat scene. So, mm -hmm. again, any cards you've got, um, you grab back. So, I'm just doing the initiative now. And how... I didn't catch how initiative worked. Is it based on speed? No, so it's basically you give me your player cards. I take the uh, NPC cards, which have the same color back, um, shuffle them, and deal out as a river. And it's... Oh, so it's random. Yeah. But there are powers and abilities that let you shift your position in the river. It's where willpower comes into play. Um, yeah, so there are some traits and flaws, so you can use willpower for that. And there are just uh, some social skill powers that you can play in your first turn or whenever you like to move people around. Like read tactics? Yes. Okay. So, as we go with that, the first one up is the command drone. Uh, who is probably actually going to stick around the corner for now. So you probably just hear some humming. Uh, so we're in probably like an, an L-shaped part of a corridor. So one direction is where you've come from. The other direction is filled in with rubble, probably like 30 foot down. And probably 20 foot down that is a big set of double doors that are open from where the humming and drones, drones are and the corner of that L-shape is where the, the dead slash eating a bar guys are. So the first player up is Diana. Okay. So unfortunately no no drones have popped out of the room yet, but you're aware they're about to. The humming is getting ever louder. So you've got your two phases and six action points. Alright, at this point I'm going to use dodge so that I'm dodging anything that might come out. And there's no real attack that I can do at this point, so I suppose that'll be my turn. Uh, you can, you may have a utility card you could use, because you can use those in either phase. The only thing I can think of is I have the read tactics card, which would allow someone to take the initiative spot right after me. However, we still don't see anything coming around the corner, so... yeah. I'm not certain how useful that would be. Sure, okay. Oh, could I use Combat Wary? Uh, not in the same turn as Dodge, I'm afraid. Oh, because they're both defensive cards. Yeah. Do you want to move anywhere? Do you want to position yourself? Uh, I would like to... Is there rubble for me to position myself behind? Yeah, I'd say you could get some light cover. Okay. In kind of the corner of the, the corridors. I would actually like to... Put, sustain or use lookout 
as my attack phase, because it can be used as both. Yep. And it gives me a plus one to hit with early attacks. Sure. Okay. That means, um, yeah, if they approach you, then... Oh, that's all allies. Right, so uh, that has... So that the icon on that, which is a, a dotted area thing in two, means that uh, all allies within two squares or ten foot, which at this stage I would say would be anyone. So, okay, everyone, you have a plus one to hit if they move into your your area. And I believe you okay. can keep that sustained, right? That is correct. Okay. So that's your turn done? Yes. So next up is an attack drone. So you see an attack drone coming around the corner. It's going to just pull out into the corridor and turn towards you. It's going to activate some kind of shield or attempt to. So yeah, it's activated, it's automatic, so you see a kind of fizzing shield go up around it. And then it's going to shoot at... Let's go Diana, because I know where you are right now. Uh, so he's going to make an attack against you. So you said you were in light cover behind rubble? Yes. So that's going to give you plus one to your defence. So your defence is currently a 13. So this attack is minus one, so I'm looking for a 12. And unfortunately I roll two eights. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out the RPGacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the drive-thru RPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, The Caleb G, at The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.